Hey guys, it's Melissa here. So today's topic is brought to you by my niece Jenna, who is 10 years old. And we had a very interesting conversation tonight. And through our conversation, she brought up a topic that I feel is important and relevant, not just to 10-year-olds, but to adults as well. And this topic is bullying. And as a teacher, I see this happening in our schools all the time. But it doesn't just happen with kids. It happens on social media. It happens with other adults. I think that in this day and age, bullying has become a lot more prevalent. Mostly, I think, because with the invention of social media, people feel like they can say things to other people that they would never say to their faces. But because there's a certain anonymity to having an avatar and whatever, and on social media, they can say something and feel brave about it because there's sort of this invisible wall. So a person would never say the things to someone else's face that they would post on social media. And some of the things that I've read myself are horrendous. And I think, how could somebody post that to someone? And it usually boils down to, I don't agree with your opinion, which is stupid. It's silly to get upset about something like that. We don't have to agree with people. We don't have to have the same opinion. It doesn't matter. I mean, just because you don't agree with someone, it doesn't mean that you resort to name calling. You can totally disagree with someone, still like the person, still respect the person, but have a difference of opinion. But we've come to a day and age where that's not even possible. And it's sad, really, because it's torn up a lot of friendships and even family members. You know, we talked about having a hard time getting along around the holidays because of politics and it shouldn't be that way. It should not be that way at all. And my niece brought up a situation that's happening to her at school, that there's a little girl who isn't being very nice. And we had this long conversation. And it's a little hard for a 10-year-old's mind to comprehend some of the things I was trying to tell her and some of the advice that I was trying to give her. But she is a wise little girl. and She was trying her hardest to listen to what I had to say to her. But in essence, you know, I told her, you know, bullies bully for a few reasons. Number one, they're either jealous of you. You know, they, they see what you have and they want what you have. Number two, they see you as a threat. And number three, they feel so badly about themselves inside that they have to bully others to make themselves feel better. And I honestly feel like it's a combination of two of those reasons because I feel like for anyone to be mean to someone else and say unkind things, you have to feel badly about yourself because if you were secure in yourself and you loved yourself, you wouldn't even bother with that low vibrational stuff. That is a low vibration to pick on someone and to say mean things like who does that, right? You would have to be feeling pretty bad about yourself to want to just purposefully, and I said this to my niece, you're expending that energy doing something mean to someone else when you could just live your life and be happy. And, you know, it takes time to think of mean things to do to people or say to people. 
So if someone is taking the time to be mean to someone else, it's, they have to feel badly about themselves. That's the bottom line. And then usually there's another extending reason there as to why they are reacting the way they are. In my niece's case, I think the little girl is jealous of a friendship that she has with someone else. So there's jealousy and then she just has to feel bad about herself to want to like lash out at her. And what I said to my niece was, you know, first of all, don't allow yourself to get caught up in that. Don't allow yourself to get angry. And it's hard for kids to understand this. It's it's hard for adults to understand this, but you cannot allow them to drag you into this emotionally, okay? We've talked about how you have to be able to cut off your emotions and not think of something from an emotional standpoint. And it's hard to do that. And you really have to get into the habit of doing it. But it's so necessary because if you're looking at it from an emotional standpoint, you're going to get really upset. You're going to feed into it and you're just going to play along, play that game. Because really, it is kind of a game. And it's about controlling someone and manipulation and the game doesn't become fun anymore when you stop playing. Like when only one person is playing, it's no fun. And if my niece were to not even react when this person was bullying her, she would stop doing it eventually because she's not getting the reaction she wants. And that's true for adults. When you stop reacting the way that they want, it's not fun. And they just kind of look like the idiot because they're doing things and you're not reacting. It's not getting a reaction from you. But that's a very difficult thing to do to be able to turn off your emotions. But that was the first thing I told her. I said, you have to stop acting like it bothers you because that's what she wants. Like she wants to see you upset. And I said, the second thing you have to do, which is really hard, is tell the angels to go be with her and to give her some love because she obviously feels bad about herself in some way and she needs love from the angels and my niece just looked at me like I had a third eyeball in the top of my head and she said I I don't want to ask the angels to help her and it's so funny her you had to be there to see her little attitude when she said it and I said well okay Jenna I said here's the thing when you know when you do any kind of action or you put any kind of thought out there whatever, it comes back to you. So if you're putting negative things out there, those negative things are going to come back to you. But when you're putting positive things out, those positive things are going to come back. So when you're putting out those vibes that you want the angels to go and help her and to send her love, it's going to do a couple of things. Number one, you're putting out positive, so you're going to get positive back. But number two, if the angels are with her and you know supporting her, she might start to actually get a nudge like, you shouldn't be doing this, you know? Because our guides have ways of talking to us. Our angels have ways of talking to us and giving us signs. And we get that that gut feeling, right? Like, what I'm doing is wrong and I shouldn't be doing this. And for most of us, our parents taught us that. And so we were, you know, we were able to distinguish right from wrong but I mean some kids parents aren't teaching that at home or parents don't realize what's happening at school 
we can't be with them 24-7. And some kids come home and lie and say, you know, it's the other way around. So they're not getting this reinforced at home, right? They're not being told, don't do this, because maybe the parents don't think they're doing it. So our intuition, our guides, which I really believe a lot of times is our guide also talking to us, telling us, you know, hey, don't do that. So she might actually start to realize that what she's doing is wrong and stop doing it. But I said the most important thing is that you need to be the better person and be the bigger person and to always show love and positivity and not get sucked into that whole drama and mess. And it's the same for adults too. Like just don't even engage in that because there's, you're not going to change the person by engaging in it. You're just going to cause more drama. Disengage if you can and take your emotions out of it and just realize that if this person is doing something to you that's terrible, they feel terrible about themselves. That's why they're doing it because a person who loves themselves wouldn't do that to somebody else, okay? And you know that because if you're an empathic person, you love everyone else and you understand so you know you wouldn't do that to other people but those people are missing that self-love component and in order to make themselves feel better they have to make others feel worse and it doesn't really make them feel better in the long run it's just a short-term thing that if they make someone feel bad it makes them feel better What they don't realize is they just continue to loathe themselves because of the things they do on top of already not liking themselves. So it's just a vicious cycle. And if we pray for those people and send love to those people, you know, we can't save everyone, we can't save the world, but we can at least do our part and say, angels, go be with them and... I don't know why they don't like themselves, but help them and help them to heal. Whether it changes their behavior or not, it's going to at least clear your conscience that you've tried to not engage with them. You've tried to do things to help. You know, take the high road. You're never going to regret that because when, and it doesn't mean you let them walk all over you. I do want to make that distinction. And I told her that I said, it doesn't mean when she pushes you, you let her push you down or whatever. I said, you know, for one thing, just try not to stand around her so she can't have the opportunity to push you. Um, And I said, but don't let her push you around, but also don't engage in it and don't try to, you know, start drama where there doesn't need to be drama. You know, the whole disengaging and not playing along is a big deal. And a lot of people don't even realize that if you stop playing the game, it stops being fun for them. When you don't react, I mean, what do you think they want? They want you to turn around and push back, right? That's the fun thing when you get, you make them mad and you can see their anger. When you can turn off your emotions to that and just stand there and just look at them like, okay, you know, they're going to feel like the crazy person because you're standing there looking at them like, all right, so, okay, you did that to me. Great. Now what? It's not fun, right? When you don't push back, you don't react, 
They didn't get what they wanted. Okay, it's all about that instant gratification. When they push you, you have a reaction. If they push you and nothing happens, there's no instant gratification. And they may still try it a few more times, but eventually they're going to stop because they're going to realize that you're not playing the game and it just suddenly now became not fun. And then it becomes obvious to everyone else who is instigating because if you're not reacting, it's very obvious who's starting the stuff and who's starting the drama. And that's what I told my niece too. It will be very obvious that you were not the one starting the drama because that's what this child tried to say. It was like, oh, well, I didn't. she started it, right? We've all heard that. She started it. If you're a parent, you definitely have heard that before. But if you're not reacting, then it becomes very obvious who started it, okay? And those things tend to work themselves out. And I'll give you another example. Whenever I was married, right after I first got separated from my ex-husband, he would call me at all hours of the night, like waking me up just for silly reasons and just saying like either like, oh, we need to get back together or just like calling just to call. And he knew my cell phone was by my bed and it was my alarm clock. So I had it on and other people would tell me they're like, just turn off your phone at night. And I was like, I can't turn my phone off because it's my alarm clock. And they're like, get an alarm clock. And I would say, you know, I can't turn my phone off because if there's an emergency and somebody in my family needs me, like I need to be able to be reached. Or if my kids stay somewhere else, if they stay with my mom and she needs to get a hold of me, like, no, I can't turn my phone off. But he knew he could call me at any time of the night and wake me up. And so there was a long period of time where like I didn't get a lot of sleep because I would get calls at like 3 o'clock in the morning or 4 o'clock in the morning. And I guess it was a fun thing for him. I don't know. But finally, you know, my family was like, look, you got to do something about this. This isn't right. And, you know, I was like, yeah, I agree with you, but I shouldn't have to not have my phone on. And they were like, no, you should not have to not have your phone on. So I ended up just going to the police station and explaining what was happening and, you know, is there anything I can do? And they said, yes, you know, you can um, file a complaint and if he does it again, he'll get a ticket. And then if he does it again, so there are like steps, you know, but all they had to do was send a letter, like a cease and desist letter. And I never heard any more about it. I didn't hear about him getting the letter. But I never got another phone call like that in, you know, at all hours of the night. And it wasn't until I just decided, well, it wasn't even that I just decided. I had been going to counseling and the counselor said, you know, if you quit playing the game, it doesn't become fun anymore. Just like I explained to you. And I was listening to her. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. Yes, totally. And no, I did not get it. I still did not get it. And it wasn't until I did that that I realized, oh, that's what she was talking about. If you don't play the game, it's not fun anymore. And that's exactly what happened. It became not fun when there was a consequence and not fun when I didn't react anymore. And so he stopped doing it. 
And it doesn't mean that he didn't still try to further test me. He did. And those people probably will. But again, it's like setting that healthy boundary. It's showing them, look, you're not going to push my buttons. I don't care what you do. You're not going to ruin my happiness. You're not going to you're not going to phase me. You're not going to pull me down to your level. I'm not going to do it. And when they realize that that's how you feel and that's how you are and that's who you are and that you're not going to change from that, you're not going to be pushed, they stop. And if you don't believe me, just try it. So if you're dealing with a bully at work or in your family, wherever, Or if you have children and your child is dealing with the bully, it's a painful situation. Believe me, I know. Growing up, my sister had bullies. She wore two hearing aids and there was always something. And I always had to be like the protector for her. And there's always going to be bullies. There just will always be bullies because there will always be people who don't love themselves because unfortunately... We we don't always have perfect childhoods and there are parents who are not great parents and they teach their children not to love themselves because when children are abused, they don't not love their parents, they, they stop loving themselves and unfortunately, they then act out on other people and it's just the way it is. It sucks. Um... You know, I wish that there were a way that we could get to every child and heal every child. And, you know, unfortunately, we just don't have a system in place right now that allows us to do that. But we're trying and we're helping and as many as we can. But for, you know, for those we don't, they sometimes end up being bullies and and simply because they don't feel good about themselves. And if you have a child who is dealing with a bully... The best thing you can do is talk to your child and sit down with your child and ask them what's going on and then give them some suggestions like telling them to send love to that child. The other thing that they can do is you can have them sit down and write a letter as if they were going to deliver this letter to the child, but don't actually deliver it. It's just a way for your child to get their feelings out, but have them just tell them, If you could talk to this bully face-to-face, what would you say to them? What would you want to say to them? And you can have them write it down, or if they're at an age where writing a letter isn't necessarily going to be easy for them, you could just have them tell you what they would want to say. But it's a way of getting it out. And if they're writing the actual letter, or you could write it for them, Maybe burn the letter then and say, okay, well, you've said what you need to say and now we're not going to let this bully affect you and burn the letter. Um, You can pray with them and ask Archangel Michael to come in and be with them and to surround them in his light. He appears as like a bluish purplish light. You can have his light surround them so that it protects them during the day and gives them courage. I would... Even have them visualize the bully standing in front of them. What would you say to the bully or what would you do to the bully? And it gets those emotions out without them actually having to interact with that bully and engage with them because you really don't want them to do that. 
because that just causes more drama and schools nowadays have such a strict policy that it's it doesn't matter who started a fight if you engage in the fight like they both get in trouble so it's tough it's tough and bullying is tough but I'm here to tell you that if you stop engaging with the bully it stops just try it and see and again Send love to that person because that person is obviously hurting. I hope that none of you have to deal with that. And I hope that things get better for my niece. And I hope that she takes the advice that I gave her, even though she calls me Mimi. And she kind of gave me a look and she was like, but Mimi, you don't know this girl. And I had to laugh. And I think by the end, she kind of understood what I was telling her. You know, and I was just telling her, It's not worth your energy getting upset and mad over this person because obviously she's hurting and there's something that doesn't feel good within herself for her to react that way and to act that way. So I gave her those suggestions and she kind of gave me a, okay, all right, Mimi, look but I think she's going to try those things out and I would urge you definitely make sure that you talk to your kids if you have any children who are dealing with bullies it's a very painful thing make sure that your kids know that it's not about them it's about this person this person is hurting and is upset because they don't feel good about themselves let your child know it is not their fault it is not them And then, you know, have them do the things I suggested, sending love to the bully, writing a letter. And again, I do not send the letter to the bully. It's just for getting the emotions out, Um, having them envision talking to the bully, what they would do if the bully was in front of them, just getting their emotions out. And most importantly, If you can, and it's hard because, like, my niece didn't really understand what I was trying to tell her, I I don't think, at first. When I told her, if you stop reacting, it, it doesn't become fun for her anymore, and she'll stop. And that is so true. When you take away their power, the power is in how they make you react. Your reaction is their power. When you take that away, they have no power. So stop reacting and then see what happens. All right, guys. Well, I want to thank you for being loyal listeners. I love and appreciate all of you so much. And I want to thank you for all of the wonderful comments and emails that I get. You guys are awesome. Please keep coming to my Facebook Lives if you would like messages from Spirit. I always pick a few lucky viewers to get card readings. And if you watch the replay, I always pick a few lucky viewers on the replay also to pull cards for. So you can come back and watch it at any time. You don't have to see it live, but it's always great if you can be there live because I like to interact with everyone and then I like visiting with you. You can still get in on my five-day self-love challenge. There have been a few glitches here and there with the emails, but I think I finally have everything figured out. I am using a new program, and so 
technology is great when it works and I guess it's only as good as its users though so maybe I'm the one who needs a little work but that's okay I'm not afraid to admit that still learning how to use this program um, if you sign up on my website, also you can get a free morning and evening meditation. And I also am creating a page where I am creating meditations that you can purchase. So if you like my meditations, these are longer meditations that you can purchase. Right now I have a chakra cleansing meditation for 1111. And I have a tranquility garden meditation that is 1212. So you can go to my website and you can, if you purchase, you just click add it to my cart. And once you check out, it will send you a link. And at that link, you will find the meditation and it is yours to keep. You can listen to it anytime. I'm going to be adding some more meditations there. So if you have a request for a particular type of meditation, please just send me along that message. You can either message me on Facebook or email me, um, or you can send me a message through my website as well. You can even text me. My phone number is on my website. I would love any suggestions from you because I want to design the meditations that you would like to hear and what you need to hear most. If you would be interested in possibly in the future having a membership to a, a meditation page where you just have many, many different kinds of meditations and you just pay one price and have a membership to access all of them. Let me know if that's also something you'd be interested in. I'm always interested in getting feedback from you guys because I want to provide for you what you really need and what you want. So please let me know what you would be interested in. I'd love to hear that from you. Also, if you're interested in working with me, you can purchase a Reiki session, a card reading, or one-on-one -on -one coaching session and if you sign up for my five-day self-love challenge you kind of get a taste of what a purposeful pilgrimage is like in this course though it's not email it's just lessons that are in a membership area you can access this area at any time once you pay it's a one-time fee and you are able to access this all the time there are 23 lessons plus a folder for resources that have meditations, EFT tappings, um, and other really cool stuff. So if you like the five-day self-love challenge, you'll love a purposeful pilgrimage, so check that out. As always, if you like this podcast, please share it with others so we can help others see the light and be the light. And if you wouldn't mind leaving some stars or some reviews so other people can find me, I would super appreciate it. I love you guys. I hope you are having a wonderful day. Sending you massive love and light. And I will talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.